Folks, what is up? Maniac here, and it's another edition of What's Trainwreck Watching. We moved on from Loki, we've moved on from Marvel entirely, and we are on to Warner Brothers in the form of the new Space Jam. A new legacy or a new movie to criticize? Either way, we've got it on the books, so let's get our crew in here. Of course, we've got Casali Files, we've got Meerkat, and the Micah man, Jake Micah. Gentlemen, Space Jam, a new legacy... Let's face it, a whole lot of LeBron James. <laughs> uh, I don't know who LeBron James is. I, are you referring to King? King, yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, King. okay, okay. King okay, James. Sorry. King James. <laughs> Please respect the title. <laughs> Seriously, was Monarch was in full display. And, you know, obviously, I mean, it feels like this movie was talked about forever. I mean, what? This movie is at least five to seven years verbally in the making, if not more. People have been waiting. It Obviously, LeBron and MJ, the comparisons never stop. So why mm -hmm. would they stop in a cinematic Hollywood sense? So let's get right into it, guys. Obviously, we've all seen the movie. A couple of us have seen it multiple times now. Space Jam, A New Legacy. I want to start with Casale because he's the, he's the biggest movie buff, movie lover, owns over 1,000 DVDs. <laughs> Casale, thoughts on this Space Jam edition? Okay, so... I mean, talk about last week when we were entering the multiverse. This whole, this is a whole new definition of the multiverse. Um, but I think that kind of was the fun about it. So I have a little mixed feelings about it. Um, I could either go one side to the other. The same with the original, to be honest with you. But um, at the end of the day, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Um, I don't want to hate on it too much. Uh and I'm also an outsider on sports and and whatnot, so I really can't go against what LeBron brought to it. However, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was cool. I mean, I'm a huge, you know, I love all nerdy things. And this, to me, um, I even tweeted about it when I initially saw this movie last Friday. This reminded me of Ready Player One, but on steroids. I mean, this film kind of went to places that even the original didn't go to. I mean... And I grew up watching the original. I loved Space Jam and and what Michael Jordan did. And I thought that was a testament to its time. And it was cool what they did with the effects. This, on the other hand, it was a little, you know, it's been done before. But I still thought they brought something unique and, and fun to the table. All right. So I think we've, some of us, at least in here, have had the uh the the pleasure of you know becoming the best nba gm in 2k or whatever we've done i feel like we all think that we could do these jobs even nfl whatever sport nhl we all think that we're the general managers right i know damn well i could have done a better job not just picking lebron toon squad now mind you obviously toon squad very lovable very lovable team good 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 group to get behind you know great underdog story all of that Toon Squad is, is the definition of the sum is greater than the parts <laughs> of the whole, for sure. Exactly, exactly. Um, but LeBron, as we'll get into, I'm sure, later when we get more into spoiler territories, he had to quit the pick of the litter and just kind of got bullied by Bugs Bunny. I mean, LeBron's 6'8", Bugs is what, four foot? Like, I, I'm just, I'm thinking that this, that, it, you know, the early years in Cleveland were explained a little more by how LeBron was getting all these player requests turned down. Like, instead of getting a, uh, Amari Stoudemire or Paul George, he's getting stuck with, you know, Daffy Duck. But Grandma grandma was a good addition, though. I can't even hate on Grandma. <laughs> but Algae Rhythm, too. This man, 
I, I, I know the real reasons, obviously, but he had the entire internet to go with, and that's the squad. He, why would why would they not have the Michael Jordan on that team or Kareem just throw in automatic hooks? I, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical on the GMs of of the Toon Squad Goon Squad matchup. That was my my biggest takeaway from this. We can definitely go, I mean, a whole episode just on the usage of these rosters and whatnot. But one man with a lot of thoughts on LeBron, we got Meerkat on deck here, and I know he's rare to go big. I just got to say real quickly, Meerkat, has LeBron ever deferred to any type of GM the way he deferred to Bugs Bunny on that TV? Not at all. I mean, LeBron just got elfed by Bugs Bunny. It was pretty evident there. Um, Bugs tried keeping it a secret at first, but it didn't really matter. He just pushed his will upon LeBron, but... I'm kind of on the side with Casali here. I I didn't hate it. And I'm a guy who I hate LeBron James. I loathe LeBron James. Um, and a lot of that movie disgusted me. When LG's first introducing him, just it's hyping him up. Uh, they refer to him King at least, what, 150 times throughout the film? Not even like King James half the time. Just King. They're like, oh, here you go, King. What's up, King? What are we doing, King? It's a little too much for me. But outside of that, I'm a Looney Tunes guy. I grew up at the Galleria Mall in the Warner Brothers store in the big rocket ship taking that uh, escalator or elevator, the Looney Tunes elevator. I mean, just love them. So honestly, I had a lot of fun watching this film. Uh, hit a bit of a nostalgia factor. And Sally also brought up, you know, the Ready Player One factor where they bring in all these different brands and stuff like that. And it's always cool to see, refreshing, even though some of them are kind of misses, but still. Um, but over overarching you know feelings on it i enjoyed it i liked it more the second watch for sure knowing how much i was gonna hate the lebron stuff already and just focusing on the stuff i wanted to and the theme i kind of took away from it is just if you're not like lebron you're gonna have fun and you're gonna win so i like that theme <laughs> you want a marvel reference Casali? that first 45 minutes to hour of that movie is like the Hulkbuster just hitting you in the face with LeBron, 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 LeBron. I mean, it starts, first off, I got to say this. I don't know if they were purposely trying to make him like the biggest asshole on the fucking planet to start the right. movie, but he was the worst dad of all time when this movie's out. Oh, yeah. He comes into his luxurious backyard that has like a basketball court, and he goes, when you're back here, you have to, you, it's time to work. Like a kid's backyard, it's time to work. It just as a... I get it. I, I get that they were trying to make him an asshole because in the movie Trainwreck with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader, he's actually hilarious. And he mm -hmm. plays LeBron James. He's not playing like anybody mm, yeah. different or anything like that. So it was very surprising to see him be such a douchebag. Yeah. But I guess they were just trying for that on purpose so he could have the turnaround, uh, obviously, in the second half of the movie. Mm -hmm. But besides that, reaction thoughts. I know, because uh, Sally, you said it was basically like a ready player one on steroids. What, let's go around. What was your favorite? Because, uh, I, I mean, even though I didn't like – LeBron, like a lot of you guys said, I did love the references. I'll, I'll give those credit. Which were your favorite that you saw out of whether it was the characters at the game or whether they're going through the serververse? I mean, geez. I think the most fun I had watching, especially the first time, was when they were going through the serververse. I mean, if I'm going to start opening up where they enter, I mean, we got Mad Max. We got The Matrix. We got everything like DC – I mean, this is a kid's movie, you know, and they're, they're touching Mad Max Fury Road. I thought that was just the most insane thing ever. And that's why. And, and, and while you're on the point, let's just, since we're already here, how much can you really say that this was a kid's movie? There were Mad Max well, references. Yeah. There were mm -hmm. Matrix references. If you're a child five to ten years old, you have mm -hmm. no freaking clue what those were about at all. And before that, before they go into the serververse, oh, 
Micah hated that take. He's out, but we'll get it back. <laughs> on, don't worry. But like before they go into the serververse on the hunt for the teammates and everything, you have a reference to Bugs being hammered because he's depressed about the about the state of things with yeah, everyone. Yeah, leaving yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get that it's a kids movie. I get it, but if you're a kid like nowadays, do you even really know? who, like, the Looney Tunes are. Like, I'm not trying to say that to be an asshole, but it feels like they were on TV, like, prominently when we were all children. But they're not so anymore. So I get that it's a kid's movie talk, but, like, how much do we take that as a kid's movie, Casale? I mean, yeah, that honestly, that's a good point. I mean, Warner Brothers has, you know, tried actually recently with HBO Max. I know they, they tried to reboot Looney Tunes and bring it to a new audience. But, yeah, I mean... I don't think most kids know, like, even half of the references, even from the original. Like, if they watch that, that's such a obscure movie in itself. So, yeah, I mean, again, I was sitting on my couch, like, I don't think they're going to get what Mad Max Fury Road is. I don't I don't think they're going to get these little things. But, I mean, I guess that's where they kind of bring the older audience into the movie and be like, there's something for everyone. I guess that could be an excuse or whatnot. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, again. That was what I loved, and I know Meerkat said it before. I mean, I grew up watching the Looney Tunes as well, so it was great to see them back. Um, yeah, that also was a little jaded, too, because, I mean, obviously, they had different voices who were doing the Looney Tunes characters and whatnot. Uh, when Bugs got on the screen, it was a little, like, you know, he sounded a little different, so it was kind of yeah. like, okay, this is something different and new, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll go more into what I thought about the initial beginning of the movie when we go into spoilers. But yeah, you know, it was, I mean, I guess they're trying to bring something for everybody. Um, but, you know, it was, again, I, I still had to laugh with it. I still had fun. But yeah. Well, uh, I, I thought it was a real, like, for all ages type movie, like you guys said, with the references. So some mm-hmm. of the stuff was really suggestive suggestive for kids um it hit on all bases i don't see a kid watching this and you know not having a good time even not knowing the looney tunes or half of these people because of the athletes and video game references and stuff like that they really hit all the bases and then back to our favorite like cameos and stuff um my favorite cameo was definitely the rick and morty one i just (laughs) <laughs> Rick and Morty, another reason, like Rick and Morty in a kid's movie, come on, like it, it, it's not a kid's movie, but uh, when they throw Taz back, you're like, yeah, we're done testing your weird badger thing, and like, we have no idea what it is, I just thought that was funny, and then the TNT reference was awesome, when he's like, oh yeah, uh, even though I live in a hole in the ground, I still watch all the games, we have TNT here, and then he whips out actual TNT, uh, that made me laugh, it was classic Looney Tunes mixed with today's basketball, good reference. Yeah, sorry, sorry guys. There, LG Rhythm heard me talking shit and must have gotten into my laptop or something. But uh, um, I'm, I, I really, I think that Cassell, you made a great point. Like uh, little kids nowadays aren't watching. Maybe they're watching Looney Tunes, but I don't think so. But I think they like Looney Tunes. Just chicanery is hilarious. Like I, I'm finding myself, you know, just dying laughing to every Roadrunner and <laughs> Wiley Coyote thing that happens, and they were low-key mvps like of the whole the game the movie everything they had a lot of screen time it was great um but i think the the references and stuff you know like if a kid's watching a movie with a parent and stuff like that like they're gonna laugh at what the parents laughing at like we've all been there like watching tv shows that we shouldn't be watching not not really laughing but just kind of laughing along with the adults i feel like there was a, a lot of moments like that where like 
I was sitting there and you just got like a good chuckle out of something ridiculous and that the kids would be like, Oh yeah. Like that, that seems kind of funny too. So I think it was a really good movie for those kinds of reactions. And the Looney Tunes just don't miss, like they're, they're never going to miss when it comes to with the kids. And, you know, it would be great to see like a streaming service revival of some sort and see if they could come back going because it was fun to see them back on the screen with something fresh. I don't even consider myself like a super LeBron hater, but it just seemed like the parts of the Looney Tunes where they were prominent, where their shenanigans were prominent in the movie were just way better in this mm-hmm. movie. So, I mean, maybe it was the script. Maybe it was part of the, the likability factor of LeBron. But I will say two things that surprised me. One of my favorite cameo, but first the one thing that surprised me, when they're running through uh, to get Super Duck, when Daffy Duck is uh, being Superman, mm-hmm. LeBron agrees to be Robin to Bugs' Batman. Yeah. I was shocked by that. I was absolutely shocked. A- any thoughts? I mean, yeah. He, he Contractual was, obligation? Yeah, when he read that script, he was probably pissed off, but they're like, no, we're keeping this one, because, like, when he gets turned, he's like, what the hell, I'm Robin? Like, what's going on here? So, uh, I like that role for him. In reality, he he would be Robin to Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is, spans generations at this point. LeBron's got to do it another 30 years. Seriously. Bugs, Bugs Bunny was Greg Popovich in this movie. Like he he put the team together, he coached them up. He, he had the winning strategy. Like Bugs is the real the real architect here. And it's funny we'll get in. So now we get into the movie itself, obviously. And Casale, you said like you know as we get into spoilers. I mean, basically this movie is is the first movie. It's a new legacy. I get it. Obviously, it's a new uh, persona with LeBron at the helm. But first half of the movie is the same. You got the conundrum. LeBron's in the servers. This time it's about his son versus just being like you know the Looney Tunes are in a bind. And they need to recruit players for a game. It's very similar in that aspect. My favorite cameo, when we do actually get to the game in the second half of the movie, Mr. Freeze, along with the uh, the Batman coalition mm-hmm. being in there, was hysterical going on uh, courtside. I thought that was <laughs> very funny. But let's get into, you know, obviously, again, we can talk to spoilers in the movie because this affects a lot of it. But the factor mm-hmm. of LeBron versus MJ, we were talking about it in the pre-show. A lot of people have a disposition, an opinion on LeBron. It's either positive or negative or somewhere in between based on his work ethic, his prominence in, you know, every phase of life. Just became like a billionaire this week, The uh, I get the first one. Um, with that said, you know, it's very interesting because MJ, when we were talking about the pre-show, had basically like a 95% plus approval rating when, when Space Jam came out, you know. I believe I can fly. Was like kind of like inspirational at that point, even you know with R. Kelly being R. Kelly. So with that said, you know, is it almost surprising? Like you guys, you guys both, you know, we've had a couple people in here that like the movie. You know, is it kind of surprising that we still liked it despite the LeBron hate, or is it, you know, kind of they played off? But what did you guys think about that overall dynamic on the movie? Yeah, I mean, I mean that also kind of goes into my overall thoughts on how they got the plot moving and whatnot. Uh, I would say, I mean, again, you know, like I said before, I'm not really familiar with basketball and what goes on in that world. So as far as, you know, all the hate towards LeBron, I'm kind of like an innocent bystander because I'm not sure. However, um, I would say as a uh, film lover standpoint, um, I would say I, I enjoyed Michael's Michael Jordan's performance a lot better in the original than LeBron, I thought, and and also Michael Jordan, like you know, he's not an act, he's not a professional actor. He did the best that he could with the tools that he was given. 
but I thought he definitely still brought a lot to it and brought some humanity to it that LeBron was just, you know, I mean, that was the joke. They kept calling him King James throughout it. So, you know, whether he that was filling his ego or not, I mean, that kind of, you know, put, you know, a bad taste in my mouth. But, I mean, and, and that all aside, that could also just go with the overall plot. I mean, the way that this movie even started out, it kind of, you know, I mean, there's always a great way to do a sequel and then a bad way to do a sequel. You don't want to do it like paint by numbers like the original. This was a reboot in its own. I wouldn't even consider, besides it being basketball and the Looney Tunes, um, you know, it was still kind of distant from what they tried to do with the original. So I thought that also was kind of lackluster because I thought, you know, the original story where Michael went, you know, he retired from basketball, became a baseball player, and then got sucked in a golf hole, and, and the aliens from outer space came and, and you know, wanted to, you know, uh, they wanted to create entertainment for their amusement park and they wanted the Looney Tunes. So, you know, I thought that was, you know, that's a lot better structured than at least this because this was kind of bringing in video games and multiverse and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I, I just had fun with what I was given. I wasn't taking it too seriously just because I don't think the movie was. I think the movie knew what it was trying to do and, and, you know, but that being said, um, as far as, you know, like I said, I, I attached more to Michael. I thought he brought, you know, a better uh, livelihood in the original. So I'm not, I'm a LeBron fan for, for reference as we're going through this review. So I really, like, the, the jokes were hitting for me because I've been following it since forever. I was really, really just excited for the highlight package because that, that's like, I think when I was little, I would just go watch like the first 10 minutes of Space Jam to go see the Jordan highlight package and then watch the chain hoop, <laughs> love the chain hoop. Really upset that LeBron didn't have the chain hoop in that fancy backyard thing. I guess he's they're too good for that one. But um, but it was the, the self-aware jokes for the LeBron stuff was funny and everything. But I feel like it was like it was just trying too hard with them. Like the when allergy rhythms in there and making a joke he's like oh you're cleveland miami you better watch out lakers like he's on the lakers right now like we clearly like that's not it's it's just like such a like lebron approved joke of of him leaving these teams and everything it's like there were some of those cringy moments but really what it comes down to is you're not as much as the lebron mj argument whatever you want to get into it M mj like you said maniac he was like the person of the 90s and that and as big as lebron is i don't think that he had that has that singular cultural love especially and he's not in the middle of his prime you know maybe if this movie came out in 2016 2015 there's more just like buy-in with everything but after it's i, I there's a there's a severe Le lebron fatigue and i think that that especially the timing with this movie where everybody's you know making the jokes on twitter like oh he's putting this all stuff out in the finals and everything. I think that's what's going to, people are going to look not as fondly on it and not as iconic as Jordan, but both of them, both of them, you know, whatever acting chops they have, I know people make fun of Jordan for his acting in that movie, but it, it was, it was fine. They got their jokes off. It was, it was, it was good enough for me. I think of a performance to get by to match up to the original, but, um, but just not the same impact as MJ is going to have in a movie. Just not. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. And um, one thing to me with that 
like comparing the two, like just in the pure movie standpoint, um, like MJ put it all on the line. He was going to serve uh, eternity of slavery, you know, getting beat at Moron Mountain by little alien kids. Swackhammer mm-hmm. was a real evil villain, not like this LG guy, but LeBron then, you know, at the end, he lets Bugs take that shot. Like, he, he knows Bugs is going to be deleted, and he lets him take it, even though he's like, oh, I'll do it. But you're a human. You're not going to get deleted. Like, I understand their computer program, and all oh, these people are never going to be able to leave. But you're in a computer. Like, they're going to figure it out at some point. They're going to get Geek Squad on it, get you out of there. Like, I just, MJ was willing to sacrifice so much more in the movie from the aspect of that. And then, obviously, outside of it, LeBron's one of the most polarizing guys there is. I'd say he's got, you know, 90% of people hate LeBron and 10% love him. But because the number of people that care so much about him, whether you love him or hate him, is so large, that 10% is huge. But MJ had pretty much the same bubble, and mostly everyone loved him. It was the opposite. So I I give it to MJ. You can't beat the OG Space Jam. It was just – it was more realistic. Like, I like the cool, like, modern-day gaming factor, the score and stuff. But the OG Space Jam, the final score was, like, 86 to 84. And this one, it was 1,041 to 1,042. MJ still did the basics, and you still had fun with it, still embraced the tunes the whole time. And LeBron, though, he was Mr. No Fun. He almost cost it for them. And he's like, all right, we got to not be like me. When everyone in the first movie wanted to be like MJ. And then another part with it is with a great cameo, a laugh out loud moment for me is when they're like, oh, we found Michael Jordan and they bring in Michael B. Jordan. And, I, you know, I, I knew coming up, I'm like, okay, this is going to be like Michael B. Jordan or like some look like guy or something because there's no chance LeBron was going to let MJ in this movie to, you know, that cameo would take over everything LeBron did. So, obviously, I give the lean to the first Toon Squad. I do give the lean to the first Toon Squad. I mean, and by the way, uh, you know, the scoring was just a little bit outrageous. I get that it was a video game. Yeah, the Sabloids, but the goon squad allowing a 1003 point to zero run to open the third quarter. Those are not the adjustments that algae rhythm was making. At time. And by the way, like we talk, I, when we're into the game now, which is basically the whole second half of the film, one bright, uh, you know, and I, and I say bright spot because I didn't necessarily like the movie overall, but there were a lot of bright spots. I give a credit. There are a lot of good pockets of the movie. And one of them was Don Cheadle being all the coaches, I thought. I thought that was pretty mm. funny. I didn't think Algie Rhythm was a very dynamic character. I thought he was just kind of a straight shooter trying to, like, make his way up in the world. But I thought the coaching uh, impressions were very funny. Yeah, he had, what, the Bobby Knight? He did the Belichick. There were some other ones. Uh, it, that, w- that was definitely good by him. Um, but I just, you know, this did. were you guys – do you think this goon squad was as good as the Monstars? Like – the no, monsters no, had no, the no. Talent, but they were all giant monster aliens and like mean and stuff. I, like, I, have, I have so many problems with this with this goon squad. The first off, it's just like you said, the monsters were way more intimidating. You saw their transformation, you saw them become that it was just like, oh, I took photos of Damian Lillard and now he's like a super water, like you yeah. know, uh, it, it was crazy. With that said, I did like Dame Time. I did, I did like Dane time. I thought he was kind of cool as like a boss that they chose to unleash at a point. Final thought, though, was that I remember this them being on social media in that giant green screen room and everybody posting about it like they were going to have some huge role. Like, when were these guys actually even in the film except for like the two seconds 
when LeBron's kid is taking a photo of them. Like, it seemed like they weren't even in it. No, not at all. Unlike the Monstars, where the people who had their powers stolen in the first movie were a major part. And, you know, yeah, like, like they were affected professionally. Yes. All of that. Yeah. Just felt very odd. No, yeah. I mean, again, uh, coming off from the first movie. Yeah, because not only all the powers were taken from the NBA players in, in the real world, but that also kind of brought a little crisis in the real world, you know, during when they were getting ready for the game, people thought like there was like a disease going around I mean, in the courts. They didn't want to play. It brought a lot yes. more storytelling to the, uh, to the overall plot than this one. It was just kind of like, okay, you're going to mix. I mean, again, I don't know, but you're going to mix this player with the spider and the snake and, yeah, it was it was definitely a lot more funkier than uh, the classic Monstars. Again, it, it sounds ridiculous because like you're talking about a movie like in the '90s where Michael Jordan had to go work on like an alien planet and play kids in basketball and lose to him every time he does. Like it sounds ridiculous to be critical, but it feels like the Space Jam original one like knew what it was, and when mm. the stakes needed to be high, like they knew how to raise it. Like they put have Michael Jordan put his career on like. Like, they have bugs get smushed, like, in crunch time. You know, like, those big moments. Whereas this movie just, like, consistently tries to raise the stakes. Like, oh, LeBron, now your family's here. And now, like, millions of people are here. But, like, the kid is playing against them to, like, lock them in the serververse. But they're still cheering sometimes when, like, the goons sponsor. Like, it, like, just couldn't figure itself out. So I don't think the problem is that, like, it's a kid's movie or anything like that. Just really that this, like, you know, if the movie couldn't find its identity as whether it wanted to take itself serious and raise the stakes or if it wanted to stay in the Looney Tunes lane, which the first one, again, I thought did a pretty good job at. So you brought up, like, the dynamic with his son playing in the game and stuff, too. His son's supposed to be this genius, like, game designer and stuff. But he doesn't realize until, like, what, like five minutes left in the game that this is, like, a high-stakes thing. Like, him and his dad pitted against each other. Like, he, he went in thinking this was, like, all fun, testing his game, LG and LeBron a little face-off and, like, mad at his dad. Like, how does LeBron not just, like, right off the rip be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, your, your mom's never going to leave this, you know, <laughs> server first. Like, it, it, what is going on there? You got to be more self-aware than that. Yeah, two quick points on that. First off, besides Don Cheadle and LeBron, was there like another actor or actress that you like even knew in this movie? Sarah I mean, Silverman. Well, Sarah, oh yeah, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other, the other thing Glenn was from Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and thing, not even. Well, if not, you have to call him Glenn from Walking Dead, I don't know if you actually know who he is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but that, but my only point on that was I was hoping that when LeBron walked over to his family, he'd be like, he's being a little bitch right now. Like, instead of, he's like, he's being like a little. Like, yeah. But you're right. It, again, the, like, it, it all goes back to the stakes. Like, the kid was just, like, like trying to prove a point that, like, he's better at the game than his dad, like, but didn't understand the implications. And then, well, Casale, we'll get into it because I've been waiting to dial this for us. In pure LeBron fashion, his son changes team mid-game. you love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? You are bringing up some uh, some good points as far as... Um, I'm, I'm getting... not trash in the movie. I said no, I like pockets no, no. of the movie. But it's like, it's like this movie just couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a roller coaster or that it's a small world ride. That, that, that's that's no, what I'm saying. No, I I agree. I think, but that that's the thing. Like, I just thought it was just pure insanity. So it was just like there was so much there that 
there was so much coming at you that there was a lot of like goodness, like, oh, wow. And then it was like, okay, this is kind of like a weak plot. And because again, it was kind of like, to me, it, it felt like a cookie cutter plot. I mean, as far as, you know, kids' movies, family movies go, where it was kind of like, you know, they kind of just run and bring it all together where, you know, they kind of fast forward through, you know, the kid being this genius, you know, video game designer and, and you know, raising the stakes with getting sucked in this, his video game and, and LeBron not knowing, like, what games are and, and all that stuff. Like, again, because it kind of brought, you know, a circle when in the beginning when, you know, his dad was telling him that he has to keep playing, keep playing. And he, all he wanted to do was play games. So, obviously, you know, fast forward when he had a kid, that was kind of his overall story. I mean, even why they were losing in the first place, I mean, even though it was an obnoxious uh, point score, but, you know, because he didn't want to, he didn't want the tunes to be loony. And that's all he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, by the way, you just said this, and I'll, I'll let you get back to this exactly, but I just realized that the, the first movie starts with with Michael Jordan retiring from basketball, and this movie starts with LeBron retiring from video games at six years old. <laughs> it's yeah, unbelievable. Pretty much. I mean, again, yeah, you know, like kind of bringing it back to the first one, I feel like the first one had, you know, even though it's, it's you know, them going to Toon World and bringing live action and cartoon together. But I, I mean, the first one still kind of, you know, made more sense than this. This was kind of all over the place reboot, you know, fancy it up, paint it nice. And I mean, I did enjoy you kind of, you kind of talked about it before, but I, I thought the most hilarious gag that they had was the whole uh, Michael Jordan gag where they were mm-hmm. sitting in the locker room and they're like, oh, we found somebody. And, and and everyone's like, holy shit, we got Michael Jordan back? And it was Michael B. Jordan. So I thought that was hilarious. But um, but yeah, and even that too, the whole tunes, like throughout the whole movie, they were kind of like, they, they used it as a joke. Like that's why, like to me, it was a sequel to the original, but they didn't really treat it like a proper sequel because they used it as like a throwaway joke, like, Every time, like when LeBron was saying, "Oh yeah, I gotta get you guys together. We gotta play a game to, you know, win the day and stuff." And and they were all like, "Wait, this sounds familiar, doesn't it?" Like, oh, so, they were breaking the fourth wall. They were doing, oh, I mean, yeah. they were mm-hmm. they were doing everything. Lola Bunny is like on friggin' like a Wonder Woman. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean. It, it was, it was still fun, I guess. <laughs> well, hey, well, we, we are going down the track here. We'll get our final thoughts. The movie. Before we get our final mm-hmm. thoughts, we got to figure out who the game MVP was. Now, if you're following this long, you're 30 minutes in. I will say spoiler alert, even though it's, you know, pretty obvious. The Toon Squad ends up victorious. LeBron and thousands and millions of people do not get uh, banished to the serververse. But I just got to show something here because the, the MJ LeBron debate will always go on. And Michael Jordan in Space Jam, 22 of 22 from the floor with a game winner. LeBron in Space Jam 2, 4 of 5. So I don't know. I don't know, uh, Mike. I feel like your boy just wasn't getting the reps in in uh, this game. It looked it looked like a, it looked like uh, 2011 finals for the yeah. Game. Oh was yeah, well, was uh, was uh, uh what, what, what's his damn name? I can't remember the guy who was guarding him for the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Juan Jose Barea guarding him for the for the? He should have been a uh, goon squad. Exactly. Not we didn't need a, we didn't need Dame time. They needed JJ time. 
Um, yeah, Bron, not, it was not a clutch performance. I wouldn't give him that. Like we said earlier, Bugs took the last shot and he was about to get deleted. Meerkat was right on it. Like Bron, Bron gave the half-hearted argument. He's like, are you sure, Bugs? In the back of his head, he's like, I ain't taking that shit. No way. Like, no. He, like he was not, he wasn't touching that. He's dishing it to his son first. <laughs> Absolutely dishing it to his son. Uh, so let's get some picks out here. I know Meerkat, you're passionate about your MVP pick. I'll, uh, I'll kick it off. We'll go with the Casali, Micah, and then Meerkat to wind it up. Um, this is going to be a bit of a surprise from a, uh, MVP pick, but I have got to go with granny. When we, when we stopped Dame time, when Dame time was up, that was when it really felt like the first shift in momentum. I mean, I know that they got a bucket, uh, out of the break, obviously to kind of stop that goon squad run, but granny shutting down Dame time felt like that was a major play for me and, and a play that shifted the game. So I'm going to give her the MVP, despite maybe not a, a great box score performance. Uh, you know, even though she did have a bucket. <laughs> yeah, no, um, let's see, MVP. Um, you know what, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, uh, Miss Lola Bunny. Um, I thought she was, uh, I, I, you know, it's always good to see Lola. I thought she did a great job and, and she wasn't as, uh, how you say they kind of changed up her character arc a little bit. Like she was more of like a like Oogle, like like Babe Magnet in the in the original. And this one she was a little bit more. I mean, I guess that's kind of Don't you even know, get me started. I mean, well, listen, you don't it, it, it's it's been discussed at great length. Lola Bunny was sexualized in the in the first yes. she, has, she was yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. toned down, whatever you have to describe it for this movie, but like she was absolutely sexualized in the first one. Oh no, I mean listen, I'm not starting a Me Too moment or anything, but I'm just saying it was, you know, it, again, I, you know, I enjoyed her. She was voiced by uh, Zendaya, which I thought was uh she did, you know, she did a good job for, you know, what she brings, but um yeah, you know, like I liked it. I, I I thought you know she had a different character arc to it. I mean, as far as character arcs go, she was just kind of in you know. I mean, that's that's kind of what it was. You know, they just kind of got everyone together, you know, quickly and and just like okay, here's the Looney Tunes. But you know, I enjoyed her. I'm jumping right off of there because my MVP is a little out of the box. He didn't even technically play in this game, but without him, it's impossible for it to happen. Marvin the Martian. they just took advantage of him but without that ship without him falling for bugs's tricks they don't get there's no tune squad it's just lebron Mm -hmm. and bugs taking on algae rhythm i don't know if that's working out so shout out my man marvin disrespected but i'm gonna try to give him that respect right here he gets the he gets the space jam legacy mvp for me I like that one. He's a true unsung hero. Yeah, and mine, like mine's a popular one online. I'm sure, you know, most people think this right off the bat. I am going with Wiley Coyote. I mean, mm. it, it, his scoring performance, that outburst he had is unparalleled. He scored 524 <laughs> points there. 524 <laughs> points between buckets and his own body multiple times, sacrificing, you know, possibly his sanity with all these clones of him, which one's the real one and stuff. He put a lot more on the line than just his physical body. He put his spiritual body on the line there. And it's not like this was some, you know, acne gimmick thing he pulls out of nowhere. Because when you do a deep dive into this, when they first get all the tunes together and go to start training and playing basketball, 
They have the ball feeder, and it shoots out. LeBron catches it, and then they make it a point to show Wiley look and give it a little little side eye at the ball feeder, and like a oh, little light bulb in the head. So that's a Wiley invention, I'm sure of it. He he had this plan from the get go, and you talk about real MVPs. Everybody's talking about Giannis in the NBA Finals, scoring 50 points, whatever. Giannis only scored 48 percent of his team points. Wiley scored exactly. 50% of his team points there in one play, one fell swoop. So it's got to be Wiley Coyote for me. Sounds like if anyone earned a 50 piece, it was Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah, literally. Love to hear it. Well, hey, we'll go uh, one last comment here on the movie. Uh, everyone shout out for uh, watching and tuning along to What's Trainwreck watching. Brought to you here on Trainwreck Sports. Brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the best place to buy a case. So obviously make sure you insist on Outlet Liquor for all of your liquor options, especially coming into the fall here with the Bills and Sabres getting into go. But I will say, I have said, you know, that this, I, I've kind of trashed this movie a little bit on this review. I definitely trashed the LeBron parts. I thought the supporting cast was very weak. They didn't really let Cheadle do much. Uh, so as far as cast, there wasn't really much support in this movie. With that said, I will say that if it's, it's a middle to lower tier movie for me. I can't put an exact number on it. But my thoughts on it are that if you turn it on and the game is just starting, it's super watchable. That would be about, or if there, or maybe like 15 minutes before the game starts. I think the first 30 to 35 minutes of this movie is by far, by far the weakest part of the movie. And obviously, you typically want it to be a strong way. You know, you just look at, and I don't mean to, you know, compare it to one of the best, but you turn on, you know, a a dark night. And you see, you know, the Joker with the mask or the school buses. You're not like, oh, I'll come back to this movie later when uh, the Joker goes to the dinner. So you're watching it from right there. And mm -hmm. that's just the difference between a really good movie and an average to below average movie to me, which is what Space Jam, A New Legacy is to me. Yeah, no, I, you know, I mean, again, I I could say it a thousand times. I, I mean, I had fun with it. Um but there was a lot to it that kind of, you know, had it suffer. Um, but then again, you know, what was this movie shooting for? Its audience, it was kind of all over the place. I enjoyed all the references, but if this is truly a kid's movie, I don't think they're going to get half of it. We didn't even get into how, you know, how insane the crowd was for the game. Not only that they brought so much different characters, but like, I mean, talk about if kids aren't going to get what Mad Max and The Matrix are. I mean, they had the they had the the twins. They, they had Pennywise from it. They had Clockwork Orange references. They had so much in the background where I don't think anyone's gonna like kids are gonna point out like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's Pennywise. No, I don't think so. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I I still you know had fun with it, but I wasn't really going into it like, okay, this is gonna be like Citizen Kane of basketball movies. I don't even look at the first one as the citizen game of, of basketball movies, but you know, it's fun. Um, you know, I, again, I, I don't know too much about basketball to go against what LeBron was doing. I did think he was a little too over the top, but you know, maybe that's what they were going for. Um, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully, but you know, it was, it was just, uh, to me, it was just an enjoyable time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to really go, you know, it's one of those where, yeah, if I'll have it on, of course, maybe I'll, I'll stick around and watch it, but I don't think I'm going to go back to it anytime soon. But, um, you know, it was still, uh, you know, a good time. At, I Maybe, too, I mean, it was a little different. I actually watched this on HBO Max for both times I watched it. It could have been different maybe going into the movies. Mm. 
you know, bringing people together. However, I believe I read somewhere today that uh, they still haven't released, you know, how well it did this week. So I think time will tell what's truly going to happen as well as its box office. Obviously, people are starting to go to the theaters and whatnot. So with the end of COVID, but, you know, so, I mean, it call this a win for Warner Brothers. I don't know. But, you know, it, it was it was an interesting time. It was definitely one of the most ridiculous movies I've seen this year so far. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I'm a like Space Jam. The, the original Space Jam is one of the reasons I love basketball, why we have happy hour hoops on this beautiful train wreck sports network here. Um, so I, I, I was really excited for it. I, I'm a big LeBron fan, so excited to see LeBron, Looney Tunes. So it, it was fun. It was ridiculous. LeBron was ridiculous in it. Terrible dad. He was horrible. Dude. So I feel bad for Bryce watching that movie. Um, you know, Bronny and Bronny and uh, I can't remember his daughter's name on the top of my head represented pretty well. But if Bryce is supposed to represent that middle child, I mean, you just got to be feeling some type of way. So that, I was a little, little upset for him. But other than that, no, it was fun. It was good. Good turnaround at the end. It was a nice moment to wrap it up. I'll give it six out of ten rings for the GOAT, uh, Michael Jordan. Shout out Jury James, the daughter. There we go. There we go. So you guys know I had fun with it. You're gonna I think people are gonna like it, you know, on second, third rewatches of it more because you can mute out all the LeBron bullshit. Um I don't know I'm too young to know when the first Space Jam came out, if it was like immediately like a monster success, like beloved by everybody or not. Um, but it, it's a movie that is more popular now, I feel like, than it came out because people are always talking about before this announcement for this movie. It just became a timeless classic. I feel like this age, this movie's going to age like LeBron's favorite beverage, nice wine, little sheesh. And, you know, in 10 years or so, people are going to like it because it really does span across a lot of generations with the references and stuff. Um, I'd probably give this film a higher score. But there's just one thing I want to point out. I texted you guys about that really irks me. Is at the beginning of the movie, he's gifted a Game Boy. It's his, he's playing Looney Tunes, whatever. Uh, falls in love with games or whatever within five minutes of playing. Before Avon Barksdale yells at him about it, then he throws away the gift from a friend that day. Just throws it out. Okay. And then later on in the movie, after he says he gave up video games forever, he picks up Ronnie's controller and he's executing like advanced combos, which is not easy to do right off the rip. So shout out LeBron. I guess he's the best gamer of all time, but little respect there, bud. Absolutely no respect for the curve of learning a game. I mean, LeBron is just amazing at everything he does, including parenting, as this as this film displayed. <laughs> Between these four corners, it's work. And then, he, like, so shadily, he just, like, whips the PSP or whatever, like, out of his sleeve into his hand as he's saying it. Uh, that was a weird scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There uh, there were a couple weird scenes. But, again, uh, like a lot of you guys have said, it's probably a good popcorn flick. If you're literally just ready to watch a movie, not care about much else that's going on and be entertained, uh, it's a very, you know, decent flick to do in that regard. So if you are interested, check it out there on HBO Max or wherever else you can stream Space Jam. A new legacy. A huge shout out to our guy Meerkat, our guy Micah Man, Jake Micah, as well as Casali Files. This has been another edition of What's Trainwreck Watching, brought to you by a great place to buy a case, a great place to go, you know, before you're going to the movies, a great place to go before you're going after the movies, and that is Outlet Liquor. 
Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet?